Welcome to Read My Lips Radio, a lively hour of unscripted conversations with savvy creatives. Producer and host, a.k.a. Radio Red, asks novelists, artists, photographers, designers, comedians, actors, musicians, composers, screenwriters, directors, and technology innovators about their creative passion, inspirational muses, and how they create. Ooh, how those lips can talk. Now, here's AKA Radio Red. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's time for Read My Lips Radio. For those of you like me who are in the middle of celebrating the Jewish High Holiday, Shana Tova, and I hope you have an easy fast if that's what you choose for this coming Thursday. So let's get on with it. Read My Lips. I love talking to creatives. And I have three, probably the most diverse types of creatives on the show that I've had in a long, long, long time because they're all doing something completely different from each other. And that's why I'm so happy to have them here. Let me just give you a little setup here. First of all, to my guests, before you introduce yourselves, I want you to please join me. I'm going to count to three and we're together going to say hello, LLL. You ready? One, two, three. Hello, L-L-L. That's lovely, lanky Laura Legs from Whitestone, New York, and we are still taking up a fake, well, one of these days it might be real GoFundMe, to get her to move to London, where Brad, my Brad, my Borkin is, is in London. So we're going to have Laura move closer to you. She has been listening to the show, and every Monday night, without fail, at 8.01 p.m. Eastern, she emails me and tells me how much she enjoyed the show, and she's going to tell me how much she enjoyed the three of you, my special guests tonight. So thank you to lovely, lanky Laura Legs, our most loyal listener. Today is September 13th. Where is the year going? We thought we'd never get rid of 2020. Well, here we are in 2021, and it's, my goodness, this is the 256th day of the Gregorian calendar. Calendar and I always do a shout out to Greg Gregory Greg whatever he was he was audacious Brad he created a calendar mm. whatever he called himself or his mommy called him Greg thank you it was 109 days left in 2021 this is the 36th Monday of the year nobody cares about that except me and the sign in the Western Zodiac is Virgo if you are planning a big celebration for the end of the year and we all should because we're almost getting through this year a little better than last year, you're going to want to have something special to drink. So find an online liquor store, wine store, go start making some Kahlua in the bathtub or bootleg gin in the sink in the garage. I don't know what you got in your house, but it's time to start thinking about New Year's Eve because we're going to celebrate one way or another. So let me tell you who my special guests are. You can all wave for Facebook when I call your name. First up, good friend of mine, he and I have been colleagues in the software business, believe it or not, for years, and he's now retired newly. I would say retired. He's created a new career path for himself. He's a full-time author and lecturer. His name is Brad Borkin. Brad, you can wave. And those of you on Facebook can see he's got the cover of his newest book out. It's called Audacious. Oh, I'm getting the feedback here. Audacious Goals, Remarkable Results, How an Explorer, an Engineer, and a Statesman shaped our modern world. We're going to talk about his book. His first book was very interesting. When Your Life Depends on It, Extreme Decision-Making Lessons from the Antarctic. And we'll talk about that as well, Brad, because talk about creativity, survival with nobody around for hundreds of miles in sub-zero temperatures with one chocolate bar and one cracker for 15 men trying to dog sled to the nearest whatever is left of an outpost and get back to their country with the flag. Seriously. So, Brad, just wave hello. We'll talk to you a little bit in a minute, but I just want to go through the panel. We're also welcoming Rhonda Harris Chowdhury. She's got a nice double name there. Rhonda is a professional psychic and empath. 
I want to know all about what that means. She's a spiritual counselor, an author, an artist, a musician, and she's she doesn't sleep, obviously. A metaphysician, a high priestess, and a healer. Rhonda, welcome and wave to everybody, too. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Love the smile. And our third guest, they're all first guests to me. I just had to put them in some order, is Claire Ballard. She's a marketing director, and I understand a family-owned business called Happy Go Healthy. They create dog supplements premium to help dogs be really smart and parents of dogs be really smart too. I like that part. She is a certified hot yoga and Pilates teacher. I want to know about that hot yoga. We're going to talk about that a little. And she's a former marketer with premium family entertainment brands. And you will know these names. Ringling Brothers, Barnum and Bailey, choke on that red circus. She was with Disney on Ice and Marvel Universe Live. Oh my goodness, Claire, wave hello to everybody. There you go. So let's go around the table now and let's do a little self-introduction. Brad Borkin, you're up first here. I'm going to. It's so nice to see you, Brad. We worked together for what, about five years, 10 years? Long time. Closer, yeah, closer to 10 years. Wonderful. Brad was a sponsor of one of my business radio shows, but that's another name, another life cycle, another lifestyle. Brad, talk to us about your creativity and your book. What's your latest book about? Give us an overview. Take about three or four minutes. Who are you? Brad, go ahead. (laughs) Who am I? That's a good question. So I've got a great interest in how people make decisions and also in Antarctica. And that combination led to a book that was Bonnie mentioned before, which is I don't know if you can see it, if I hold it in front of me, when your life depends on it. And it's about the life and death decisions the early Antarctic explorers made. So the creativity came from saying, how do we bring history to life? Because if you just look at history as a set of dates and a set of things that people did, it's it can be quite boring. But if you look at history as a way to look at what can we learn from it for modern day decision making, it becomes very exciting. And it can become very exciting to young people, to people who may not have a general interest in in history per se, but have a great interest in how can they make better decisions in their own lives. And I co-wrote that. And then with my co-author, we said, what do we do next? And let's let's branch out away from Antarctica a bit. And we started looking at how would the great things in history happen, that big achievements like the building of the Panama Canal, the national parks, the uh, first tunnel under a flowing river, the railways, and different things like that. And, and started saying, well, it, and what we came up with was that there were three people, three unique individuals who were instrumental in this. We'll probably talk about this a little bit later in the, in the show as well. But it's, it's the, and again, asking the same questions, what can we learn from this for modern day decision making? And for, for all of you and for the listeners and everybody, just how can we make better decisions in our lives? And that's what it's all about. And so it's trying Thank to you. be creative around a new genre of, of, of history. Indeed. And and Brad, do you, and you're going to call me Red on the show. I know that's not the name yeah. you've been using for 10 years, but I'm just Red today. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't have right. issues, but I, if I did, I'd hold them up. Okay. So Brad, question is, do you consider yourself a creative person because you're approaching decision-making, which is a topic maybe you hear about in college, maybe there were some TED Talks about it, and you said, I'm going to partner with David Herzl, we're going to spend years researching it, we're going to put out books about this. Do you mm-hmm. think of yourself as a creative person, or a creative researcher, or some permutation of those? What do you think? It's it's funny, because I wouldn't have said up until six years ago I was a creative person. And But it's sort of looking at this and coming up with creative ways to present what we were interested in 
I think the creativity came out of that. And now I consider myself a creative person, but six years ago and before that my entire life, I wouldn't have been. And, and now I'm very energized by it. And being around creative people like Claire and Rhonda and, and Red and just all, all creative people just are so energizing and fun to be with. It's, Wow, uh, that, so. that, that's your ticket to the show. Very, very well put. Thank you. I think we're, we're all saying these ladies don't even know you when you're saying, yeah, you're energized by them and you're going yeah. to be. Thank you, Brad. Let's go around the table. Next is Rhonda Harris-Chowdhury. Rhonda, so happy to have you. It's been months since we met. We had, I think, two and a half minutes to meet at the yes, National Publicity Summit, which is an amazingly efficient amount of time for you to pitch me as a media and me to say, <laughs> yes, come on my show. So, Rhonda, why don't you fill us in, tell everybody, I only named about 50 of the 5,000 things that you do, because I, I didn't want to take up too much time. So why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are? Who is Rhonda harris Chadri? Welcome. Thank you so much. I'm so thrilled to be here. I am all those things that you mentioned, but I like to think of myself as being an inspiring force for creativity, but as far as creating the life that you want for yourself. And so hence my, the name of my book, You Are Not Broken, I wrote this book because that's how I felt at one time. My career was in ashes, everything just, all of a sudden things happened to me during the last recession in 2008 and I lost everything. And I realized, you know what, a lot of the reasons that happened to me, and it was very easy to blame, you know, the recession did this, but really I made some poor choices. I had no backup plans. I didn't have savings. I didn't do this. So I realized if I could create such a mess, I could create success. And so I used these techniques to stay calm, stay focused, and create a successful life. So that's where my creativity comes in. And it's something that I love to inspire people to let them know that they can recreate, reinvent, they can be whoever they want to be, whoever they truly are, and not to be afraid to bring it out. Well, thank you very much, Rhonda. I have a question. We're getting getting a lot of feedback on somebody's mic there. Um, Josh, any idea? Uh, Somebody's mic is giving me some, it sounds like somebody's in a tunnel or it's, it's me. Okay, Rhonda, high priestess of what? For whom? Where? Do you wear something special? Do you say, today, for the next two hours, I'm going to be a high priestess? I really want to know. I'm not making fun, but I'm I'm enjoying the title. Can I be a high priestess? Can Claire be? What do we have to do to be a high priestess? Yes, absolutely. Anyone can be a high priest also, or a high priestess by embracing your faith. I call myself a high priestess of the goddess spirituality because I bring in the energy of the divine feminine because I'm a healer. And so the divine feminine is healing and it's nurturing. So I appeal to those goddesses that represent that, the goddess of the moon, the main divine feminine goddess, Venus, Lakshmi, all of the goddesses to bring into more of a divine feminine nurturing healing energy into the earth. Because we have plenty of masculine energy running things and doing things, especially now We need that divine, feminine, nurture, healing, bring peace, and help people to thrive energy. So that is what I am a high priestess of, is of the divine feminine. Thank you very much. Very appropriate time to be that. And let's go to Clara Ballard. Clara, welcome. I gave a little bit of your background. Love to hear it through your lips. 
Read My Lips. That's why we're here. Claire, I met you also at the National Publicity Summit, and we had the same two and a half minutes for you to introduce yourself, talk to me. I had to process who is she? What does she sound like? Is she is she energetic enough to come on my show? Write down, I had to take notes on who you were, what you did. I wrote down your phone number, your email address, notes, and I said, you want to come on the show? Yes, gave you a date, and that was it. This is this is high efficiency here. This is speed booking for radio. Claire Ballard, so happy to have you. Please tell us more about who you are, what you do, and what's your passion for your creativity? Claire. Yes, well, thank you, Red, so much for having me. And yes, it was a whirlwind of a two and a half minute. So I'm <laughs> very grateful that we've got a little bit more time this time. So for me, um, creativity has really come from creating space. And that is in the various different hats that I wear. So even from being a hot yoga instructor, you hear that a lot in yoga, creating space in your body to move, creating space in your mind to welcome in um, a little bit more of peace um, and serenity into your life. But also in the marketing side of things too, creating space to tap into different mindsets of consumers trying to also tap into creating space for um, different ways to find solutions to things. Also in your relationships with family members or partners or um, creating this opportunity to welcome in the appreciation of the little things in life too. So for me, it's kind of creating this, yeah, finding creativity in the space that you can find, whether that is through your business, through a workout, through a relationship, and seeing the beauty that can come within that space that's created. Thank you very much. I want to know what a premium dog supplement is that makes dogs smart. Gotta hear that, Claire. <laughs> What's in it? Come on, don't give away any patented proprietary family trade secrets from 200 years ago. Maybe I can't give away the secrets. Rhonda, no. I priestess might help us with that. But but it, what what's in this? That, what's in this that makes it so so superb? Go ahead. Yeah, for us, it's about the holistic approach to it. So for us, it is. Um, coining every single one of our supplements with making sure that it has um, immune health at its core first and foremost. So that is very important to us. Our mission is to improve the lives of dogs and the pet parents who love them. So we want to create that space in pet parents' lives to be able to welcome in a healthy, happy dog so that they can in turn live a happy, healthy life as well. So it's simple and easy as that. (laughs) And it is simple and easy when it's simple and easy, right? A healthy, happy life for dogs and their and their pet parents and their their human mm-hmm. parents and pets. Yes, thank you all for the introductions, Brad. I have a question for you. We sure. have a couple of couple of segments I want to do next, but ladies, I think you'll find this interesting. Brad wrote a very detailed ep- a, a prologue, if you will, an introduction to his book, Audacious Goals, Remarkable Results. Very well written, Brad. Just it's it's very pleasant to read. Your paragraphs Thanks. are short. Your language is good. It's it's. I was imagining you writing it because I've known you for so many years, ladies. I think you'll find this interesting. He said, um, when we started writing this book, he and his co-author, David Herzl, our aim was to inspire you with the true, true facts as to how 11 of the greatest undertakings in the past 200 years happened and what large and small decisions drove those achievements. But here's the, here's the creative sentence I never expected to see in a book like this, Brad. He says, why 11? Nine was too few. 12 was too many. 10 read like a top 10 list. 
and 11 felt about right. I have never seen that kind of a statement in a book about people in history who are changing the world. Brad, did you put this in with a smile? Was this something you said, yeah, I may as well tell them this. Just give me a clue because I, I was I was shocked and I couldn't stop smiling when I read it. Go ahead. That's one of your moments of creative breakthrough, I think, yes? It, it was. It was trying to make the book fun and interesting. And what, what we came out just very quickly from that was that we started with the, this goal of looking at 11 great things. And it was really why 11? Well, was, you know, what's a good number? It seemed like a good odd number to, to choose. And then from that, we discovered these three names kept popping up. And Theodore Roosevelt and Roald Amundsen, who's an explorer, and Isambard Kingdom Brunel, who's an engineer. And we thought if these three people made a lot of these 11 things happen, or were very instrumental in some of these 11 things, let's forget the 11 things and let's write a book about these three men. And and it's it's an interesting uh, approach. And I think that was some of the creativity in the book, was to, set, to be able to turn our mind away from what our goal was and say, let's actually do something that's actually a lot more interesting, which is write about these three people and what made them unique and fascinating and flawed. And they're all very flawed individuals as well. Thank you very and, much. Thank you so, for indulging uh, my, my question, Brad. Yeah. I wasn't sure how you'd take it. No, <laughs> it's I, I, very it, serious, but it, it just, it just jumped off it, the page of as I've, I've never heard a it, historical. It, Go ahead. It, sorry, it was it was designed to be fun. It was uh, I, it was a little bit flippant, and but it stayed in. All the editors let us keep it in. So Brad Borkin oh. flippant breaking here. <laughs> I've known you too long. Right. I just want to give a sidebar here uh, to Claire and to Rhonda and to Brad. Breaking news: There was a post in the Washington Post by a writer named Matt Fuchs, July twelfth, twenty twenty one. This year, updated a couple of weeks ago, and here's the headline: Creativity may be key to healthy aging. There are ways to stay inspired. And he says, uh, researchers, when they talk about creativity, they aren't limiting it, it to the arts. Author and Georgetown University psychiatrist Norman Rosenthal defines being creative as, quote, having the ability to make unexpected connections, either to see commonplace things in new ways or unusual things that escape the attention of others and realize their importance. I love that definition. I love that observation. I think it applies to all of us, perhaps including me. Let's just go around the table briefly. Brad, I just talked to you. I'm going to put you last. Rhonda, what do you think about seeing commonplace things in new ways, making unexpected connections? What's your thought about that, Rhonda? I absolutely agree with you. I love nature. So when I see trees now, I don't think of them as trees. I think of them as these giant one transmitting energy to everyone and helping to heal and looking at nature. It's, you know, when, I, when I look at nature, it's like, look at how everything is doing its job and then everything works. Everything works in synchronicity. The plants put out the oxygen, the insects do their little things to help the plants grow and so on and so on. And I just feel, it just makes, reminds me that if we just go with our gifts and what we're here for, Everything will work out great because nature is the best example of chaos turning into order and working well together. Whoa, that was a quotable moment, Rhonda. Chaos and everything. You know what? You're absolutely right. There, there is chaos. Thank you very much. Um, Claire, let's go to you. What do you think about that quote? Anything resonate with you? 
Yeah, absolutely. So sort of kind of going along the same lines as Rhonda for nature, it's about appreciating these wonders in your life. So nature being one of them, um, things, anything from sounds to taste to music to the little daily wonders in your life of walking down the street and smiling to someone and getting a smile back and how that can transform someone's day in that little interaction and moment that you take for granted. So I think people are walking down the street not realizing so much that they are creators of this kind of snowball effect of creativity that they can transfer from themselves to other people um, in a simple thing like a smile. It's pretty I wonderful. Like that. Is, smiles are, you know, I, I'm a Long Island, New York native, and I moved to Eugene, Oregon many years ago. My husband at the time, who's since, since passed away, but we, we were divorced for many years. He, he said, we're moving to Eugene. <laughs> I said, okay, this is going to be an adventure for a New York girl, and we did. And I noticed when I got there, Eugene's a, a relatively small town, and this was in the, in the um, let's see, in the late 1970s, early to mid-1970s, when the... Uh, the housing market was taking a hit, and Rhonda, this will resonate with some of the things you said, and the um, housing was going downhill. Eugene was a, a mill town. Uh, people were fleeing, saying that the, the town was too big. It was too crowded. We had three traffic lights in downtown Eugene. There was too much traffic, too much noise, too many people. People fled back to wherever they came from. So we were seeing a, real estate went downhill. Everything went downhill. But I noticed in Eugene, that people weren't afraid to smile at each other on the street. People smiled. They said hello. In Manhattan, even on Long Island, people say hello to you. It's like, oh, what do they want? Are they going to mug me? Are they going to steal something? Are they going to trip me? Are they going to throw something on me? And, and people were smiling and saying hello. And I had to relearn the value of being a happy person in public. <laughs> because it just it was an, an education for me so thank you for mentioning a smile brad anything in that quote resonate with you i know it's been a couple minutes since i read it but anything that you i'm sure it did go ahead well cer certainly creativity and aging is and your quote had somewhat to do with with being creative and, and growing old as well and that that i think that's quite key and seeing and picking up on what Rhonda was saying about nature and and this whole thing i mean behind me is the antarctic mountains the a photo I took and being related and with with Claire's interest in dogs it's it's uh, certainly the Antarctic explorers had a great interest in in dogs because we're using dogs for dog sledding and and the whole thing that whole combination of, of animal life and and nature and just being out there and and uh, enjoying that creativity that comes from all that as well Thank you very much. Interesting. Thank you all for, I like to say, for indulging my question. Uh, to my listeners, to our viewers on Facebook, I don't plan these conversations. I just invite really interesting people to come and share their ideas and be spontaneous with me. And that's why I love this part of the show. So I tell you what. Now we're going to talk about some famous birthdays. I have some people here. Some of them are no longer with us, but they were worthy of making my happy birthday list because of their incredible creativity. Does anybody know who Milton Hershey is? 1857 to 1945. He passed away at 88. Milton Hershey, does any part of that name ring a bell? 
Anybody licking their lips? Chocolate. Chocolate. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Businessman and philanthropist who founded the Hershey Chocolate Company in 1894. Do the math. He supplied chocolate for the U.S. troops during World War II. I didn't know this. Rather than Hershey bars, they were called Ration D bars. So happy birthday Mm. to Milton Hershey. What an idea. He built an empire, right, Claire? And chocolate is supposed to be, milk chocolate is supposed to be as healthy as dark chocolate is, but we'll give him a pass on that. Another very creative person, no longer with us, lived from 1916 to 1990. It's Raul, I never know how to pronounce his name. It's like Ronald without the N. Raul Dahl, D-A-H-L, Welsh-born novelist, screenwriter, fighter pilot. I didn't know that. He wrote the children's classics, James and the Giant Peach, the BFG, and Matilda. Many of his books, including The Witches, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, we all know that one, and Fantastic Mr. Fox have been made into feature films. In 1939, he became a pilot with the Royal Air Force. There you go, Brad. His family gave him a Viking funeral, placing chocolates, a power saw, pencils, and his snooker cues in his coffin. Now tell me if that wasn't a creative way to go chocolates and a power saw they were they're basically saying this is who you are this is who you were now let's do some interesting current people alive does have a hip-hop artist named swiss beats i love his name b-e-a-t-z swizz s-w-i-z-z he's 42 today he's a music producer and he won a grammy for best rap performance with jay-z for the song on to the next one he's also he figured music wasn't enough so he's a fashion designer a creative director and a painter that's somebody who's living living on all senses right then we have fiona apple Rocker, singer-songwriter, she won a Grammy for Best Female Rock Vocal Performance. She has songs Sleep to Dream and Criminal, interesting. And she gave her demo to a friend who babysat for music publicist Catherine Schenker. And her first album was three times platinum certified in 1996. Interesting. Three times platinum first album. How many people are in the music industry today who would kill to be a fraction of three times platinum, right? It's it's a packed field, but there's a lot of talent. Here's another talent from a famous family, Stella McCartney, 49 today. I didn't know, but she calls herself a vegan fashion designer. Did you know that, Claire? Vegan fashion not designer? I know that. Ron, do you, you know that? No, I did not. No, and Brad, I bet you didn't know that either. No, it's <laughs> Sorry, I was thinking of the UK connection. She is best known for her red carpet looks and her hatred of leather. I didn't know that. She's the daughter of who else? Paul McCartney, the Beatle. She designed her first jacket when she was. Anybody can guess how old she was when she designed her first fashion jacket? Take a guess. Claire? Seven. No, a little older than Seven. that. Okay, closer. Closer, Brad. Twelve. 13. 13. She was 13. 13. It's her bar mitzvah age. I'm only joking. Uh, she, she was 13 years old. She has traveled the world with her parents, and she was an inspiration for the name of Sir Paul's post-Beatles band, Wings. I didn't know Stella inspired that. Mm. And here's somebody who is a major creative person, Tyler Perry. Happy birthday, 51 today. Producer, playwright, filmmaker, director, and actor. He was dubbed the highest paid man in entertainment by Forbes magazine 10 years ago in 20... Can you imagine? We all know where Oprah is on that scale. Tyler Perry was the highest paid entertainer, and he wrote the 2006 version of Medea's Family Reunion, and he produced Diary of a Mad Black Woman, in which he acted as Medea in drag. So happy birthday to all of those people. Let me check with... Josh, is my mic sounding better? Let me see what he says. 
this here. Okay, my mic doesn't have a front and a back marked on it, and that's what we're trying to figure out. Can you all hear me okay, by the way, my guests? Okay, good. Okay, good. Now, let's go through a couple of birthdays of people who have very interesting creative names that I have never imagined anybody would have these names, and they are YouTube and TikTok stars. So we have somebody, a YouTube star, whose name is Grim Super Pop. Everybody say happy birthday, Grim Super Pop. Then we have another YouTube star who's all of 29 and the name is Brizzy Voices. Happy, come on. Happy birthday, Happy Brizzy. Birthday. Birthday. <laughs> then we have a TikTok star who's all of 19 years old named Sir Carter. Okay. I, I don't know, Brad. Is Did he build a bridge or something? Then <laughs> <laughs> we have a YouTube star who's 20 named Oblivious. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that's a family not a family sober cat or a nickname yes we have somebody called ninja muffin 99 i don't even dare to think about that i'm gonna turn on the light it's getting darker and then we have a tiktok star who's 17 named the real google boy okay so happy birthday to all of those okay so what i'd like to do now is i normally would go to the holidays but i want to know more about all of you so i have asked you all to send me a quote from a movie or a TV, fictional character, or a song, I'm going to read the quote with a little attribution and ask you what this quote has to do with creativity. So, Brad, you're up first. Brad sent us a quote from Toy Story 3, 2010 American computer animated comedy film produced by Pixar for Walt Disney Pictures, and the third installment in the Toy Story series and the sequel to Toy Story 2. Here we go. The quote is, Now, Woody... He's been my pal for as long as I can remember. He's brave like a cowboy should be and kind and smart. But the things that make Woody special is he'll never give up on you ever. He'll be there for you no matter what. Brad, this is a very touching quote. How did you pick this one for our theme of creativity? Go ahead. Well, I was, I was looking for something that had to do with um, one, a creative thing. And, and Pixar really exemplifies creativity and, and what they did with films and Toy Story. And the character Woody is just such a wonderful character. And so like, I, I think of the early explorers and, and that they were, uh, they had to have camaraderie and camaraderie is really quite a key a thing that we need in, in our, in our lives today, uh, dealing with COVID and dealing with all the, all the, all the challenges that we have. So I, I just thought, well, it's just such a wonderful quote about someone who just cares, is empathetic with, with others. And, and it's, it's, I mean, it's key, that was key to survival in, in Antarctica in the early days, early explorers. And it's just key to, to, it's probably just key to survival in general. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. We are trying to survive as a species in various subspecies of that today. Rhonda Harris Chowdhury has selected a quote from a song called Hand on the Pump by Cypress Hill, an American hip-hop group from Southgate, California. They are the first hip-hop group to have sold multi-platform and platinum albums, selling 20 million albums worldwide. That is something else. They are considered to be among the main progenitors of West Coast and 1990s hip-hop. And here is the quote. I ain't going out like a spineless jellyfish. I have no idea what the song is like, Rhonda. I looked at the lyrics. I said, I can't talk about those on my show. But Rhonda, rescue me here. Why did you pick this quote? Please. (laughs) Okay, so the reason that I picked that quote was back in 92, I was diagnosed with Lyme disease. Mm. But prior to that, I was misdiagnosed because Lyme disease has various symptoms. And by the time they figured it out, it had attacked my brain. 
and I was experiencing all of these neurological issues and I felt like I was crazy. And they had a song out called um, Insane in the Membrane. And it just, I would sing that song because it, I felt like it was me losing my mind because I was so sick. And so I purchased their album and they had this song, Hand on the Pump, it's about growing up hard and, and wherever in the, in the gang place and stuff like that. But I ain't going out like a spineless jellyfish means I'm not just going to sit back and allow something to take over me or ruin my life or hurt me or kill me in some kind of a way. And when I heard that lyric, it made me cry because I was sitting there. I could barely move. I was going from literally from chair to chair. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm a spineless jellyfish. I'm not fighting back. And that actually caused me to recreate my good health from going from chair to chair I started working out again just by walking up and down the hallway once or twice. That's what I could do. Then eventually I could walk up and down the hallway more. And then eventually I could get outside. And eventually I joined a gym. I joined a support group. So that one little line pulled me out of that abyss and got me moving and got me fighting back. And then I pulled my, after being out of work for two years, after hearing that song and fighting back, I was back to work in four months because I recreated my health. So that's where the creation comes in with that. Congratulations. We're glad you figured it out, Rhonda. We are glad. Thank you. And, and you look Thank very, you. very healthy and very, very beautiful and very, no more jellyfish. Oh. So I'm, we're glad. We're no glad. more jellyfish. Sometimes. Thank you. Thank you. Sometimes we have to do it on our own terms, right? Figure yes. it out. There you go. And now let's go to Claire's quote. Claire picked a quote from the movie Love Actually 2003. Is that a fire engine? Amsterdam. Amsterdam. That's it. We're in Amsterdam. How about that? It's perfectly fine. You just scared me a little bit, but that's okay. Love Actually is a 2003 Christmas-themed romantic comedy film. We're not that far away from Christmas season, Clara. So this is very, very important and appropriate. It features an ensemble cast composed predominantly of British actors. So Brad probably knows who they are. Mostly filmed on location in London. The screenplay delves into different aspects of love as shown through 10 separate stories involving a variety of individuals. And here is the quote. And this has something to do with your wedding day. And you're going to tell us what that is. The quote is, love actually is all around. Ooh, Claire, I got goosebumps. Talk to me. How'd you find this one? Yes, absolutely. So I grew up watching this over Christmas time with my parents who are both British and it was a tradition. So every Christmas we watch the same thing. My parents, my family, we know every single word in this movie. And my now husband and my father planned a surprise for my wedding. So if you haven't seen Love Actually, there is a part in the opening where um, the main lead gets married and her partner's friend surprises them with a big orchestra and band to, to welcome them on their exit of their wedding. And I had that surprised, um, I'm quite an organized person. So for my wedding day, you know, I knew everything that was going on. And as I'm walking down the aisle, you know, you've just gotten married, you've done the kiss, and you're just trying to make sure you don't fall down the aisle as you go down and you're saying hi to everyone. And I'm thinking, geez, why is my husband just walking a little bit slow? And I'm thinking, okay, let's get to the end. And uh, finally, he just looks at me and he just kind of tapped his ear as if like, open up your ears, Claire, and look. And I was so focused on just getting down the aisle in one piece without falling or tripping or making a mess. And 
I look up and uh, there was a guy there singing the song um, to to welcome me through. Completely surprised. My mom didn't know. No one else knew. Just my father and my husband. So, yeah, love is all around us. Um, even when you uh, least expect it or you don't realize it, it will smack you in the face sometimes hard. Uh, but it is a beautiful thing. <laughs> I agree. And and the way I like to describe it, Claire, is that the heart, the human heart has the ability to love different people, different ways over different parts of a lifetime. Mm. And when people say, I'm done, you don't have to be, whether it was a breakup or a loss through, through death or some kind of physical, other physical separation, the heart can not rejuvenate, but the heart finds love in different ways. And it actually is out there. And you have to be open to it. Those little signs, those little signals, right, Rhonda? They come to create the space. It's all about that creating space. space. Open up the space and create. And sometimes it's in a different shape, form, color, style, accent, age, than you expected it to come in. Right? The package can be different, but we know. Brad, am I embarrassing you? We've never talked about these topics. He's like, what are you talking about? I'm, I'm not going to ask you to comment on this. What I'd like to do is I'd like to pick one statement. I asked you each for four statements about what creativity means to you. I'm going to read one just briefly from each of you. I'll tell you which one it is. You don't need to look at your notes and just spend about a minute telling me what this means. Brad, you opened when I introduced you. You made a similar statement to this, and I was so intrigued by you say creative people are exciting to be around. They see the world as filled with possibilities. And you say with the pandemic, you couldn't go to museums. You couldn't go to see art created by the world's greatest creative people. You didn't realize how critically important it is to our soul. And then you say at least to your soul. Brad, spend a minute talking to us about this, please. Well, it, it all has to do with this, this and this relates to, to some of what Claire said, which is that opportunities exist all around us. And it's, it's, and, and I think Rhonda was saying, saying some of the same thing, that there, there is this sense that some people can look at the world as a very closed place and that you are just in this little world and, and, and defined by it. And others can see it as this, this enormous opportunity of, of possibilities and I think this is this is the key to to surviving in co- the COVID period and, and beyond is is really saying what's possible. Where where can I build connections to other people, to build relationships, to to find exciting things to do and and to be and and they can they don't have to be you don't have to travel the world to find those exciting things. They can be just in your neighborhood. And they could it's, be in your in your kitchen in your home. I've created. I've painted. Since uh, about a year ago, COVID, I think I've painted 130 paintings and I'm running out of wall space. I need a bigger house. So they're in my garage. They're in my living room. They're not in the bedrooms yet, but they're in my music room. They're in my office here. I have about 25 pictures on the walls and I just let I just let it happen. And the pictures reveal things to me. I didn't know there were three elephants walking across one of my pictures. There are people on a Broadway stage in one of my pictures starting Broadway reopening again. I didn't put them there. They just came with the paint. They just flowed out of the paint so i'm finding rad creativity can come as close as your kitchen if you have a big kitchen counter like i do and you put a pad down a bunch of paints and a bunch and canvases and just let it go 
Well, you're one of the most creative people I, I know, Bonnie. <laughs> red. It's like the, 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 okay. the concept. Red, you, red, red, red. You've got, you got to create the right name here. Red. I'm right. red today, Brad. Now let's but go the, to, I'll forgive yeah. you because we okay. love you. Did you, Rhonda, paint, the, did you paint the background? Jogging, your statement number one is lovely. You say creativity is akin to the word power. And then you say, it took me a long time to truly understand the power of creativity. Rhonda, what does this mean? It's lovely. Go ahead. Yes. Um, understanding. Rhonda, I think you're muted. Am I muted? No, you're okay now. Now we can hear you. Go Am ahead. Am I okay now? Okay. I'm sorry about that. It's okay, love. And so with, with what you're saying with the power of creativity, um, recognizing that you are never ever stuck. Everything is always changing. Everything expanding. Everything is evolving. And back when, you know, back in that old recession where I went through that horrible phase, I flipped it around because I'm like, oh my goodness, here I am. I'm in my forties. I have to start all over again after I built everything up. And I was like, you know what? I'm actually like, I'm 18 again. The world is at my feet. I can do whatever I choose to do this time. You know, before I went into banking, cause my parents said I needed a steady income. So I was like, okay, but now I got to choose how I want to restructure, rebuild my foundation and embracing the fact that I can create that life. I can be what I want to be. I am not held back. That gave me so much power. And I love conveying that to other people. You are not stuck. You can create anything you need to create in your life. And I had to do that, you know, because I had to do it was sink or swim but when I stopped thinking like, oh, my, how am I going to start all over again in my 40s to, hey, I'm like 18. Now I get to choose. I get to decide how to create. That gave me such a sense of power and it helped to lift myself back up. Well, when you speak and you say the words, Rhonda, a sense of power, your smile you're glowing. You're, you're, you're absolutely glowing. And I see your dimples too. I like those. So let, me, let me go to Claire. I hope I didn't embarrass you. I'm trying not to embarrass all of you, but I'm really enjoying the conversation. Claire, interesting. I'm looking at your creativity number three, your statement, and you say creativity. This is interesting. Brad, you'll appreciate this one. Claire says creativity is surrounding yourself with people who are smarter than you. You need to be aware of how to select the right people who can challenge you just as much as you challenge them. Wow, this sounds like an ecosystem. Claire, you're where you've been working in business for years. You know how this works. Talk to me. Yeah, so I think it's also interesting when I say surrounding yourself by people who are smarter, this definition of smarter. I think instantly people think, oh, I need to surround myself with people who have all these different accreditations or certifications or what is this, what is smart, having, you know, an MBA in this or multiple MBAs, but it's surrounding yourself with people who are different than you and appreciating that that is a different type of, um, of smart um, and go going into opportunities like this with you, Red, and surrounding ourselves with Brad and Rhonda and yourself who have completely different backgrounds and each of you are smarter than me in what you're an expert in. And that's an incredible thing. Um, we each are learning from each other in this podcast. And hopefully the people who are listening are also having a takeaway from this too. And I think that that is the, the beauty of being able to find someone then who can challenge you to see and open and create that space in your life to welcome in new opportunities for not only yourself, but also for that person too, by sharing your smartness, your expertise uh, with them back. 
Thank you. Thank you all. I appreciate the the extra effort. I just started using something called a jot form. Uh, Brad knows I've used it on my business shows for a couple of years now, but I've started asking my creativity guests on this show to send me a favorite quote and a couple statements about what creativity means to you. And I find it it's just wonderful to read the statements I receive and then pick and choose a couple of them to share on the air with our audience. But now we have just enough time to go through some of the national holidays. And it's really important that everybody know what holidays are, what days and in the next next week or so. Brad, you better put your seatbelt on. You're going to be shocked by some of these. So today I have the good news. Today is International Chocolate Day. The holiday doesn't specify dark, white, light, chocolate, 60%, 72%. That's what I'm buying these days. A little on the bitter side, but it's supposed to be better for you. Red wine is probably interchangeable, but it's not red wine day. So, you know, heart health and all that. So let me read a couple of holidays. Raise your hand, panelists, when you there's a holiday that you want to talk about that you think you're going to or you've already celebrated today. So it's National Kids Take Over the Kitchen Day. Anybody have kids taking over the kitchen? Nope. Nope. That shit passed me here, too. It's National Peanut Butter Day here in the U.S. Anybody? Have, ah, did you have any? Oh, oh, go ahead. Did you have any today, Rhonda? Yes, I did in my smoothie. Oh, nice. Claire, what about you? Absolutely. Peanut butter on toast with banana. Mm. I think that was Elvis Presley's favorite. Didn't he peanut butter and yes, banana? That, that's right. We have a we have a um uh hot plate thing. If you're taking hot plate hot pans off the stove and it has the that we got in um Elvis's hometown and uh it has the recipe on it. How it's a family prized possession. How did I remember that? Yeah. From where did that come? Come on. I'm trying to handle the Zoom camera, keep an eye on Facebook, talk to my engineer about getting my mic fixed, looking at my notes, keeping all of you happy and, and keep the show moving on. And I remembered Elvis's favorite sandwich. This is, is this a creative brain or is this just too damn much stuff and it's just pouring out? I don't know. Don't, nobody tell me. It's also Raul Dahl Day. I told you it's his birthday today. It's National Programmer's Day. I'm, I'm concerned. Brad knows this, Claire and, and uh, Rhonda don't. I'm considered an early woman in tech. I was what was called a programmer analyst back in the day before it was called IT. It was information management systems, IMS for big companies, and I actually was doing the code on key punch cards before we had the terminals where you could enter. Yeah, let's leave that alone. Anyway, I've been I've been a kickoff speaker for a couple of International Women's Day events to honor me being an early woman in tech. Nothing like growing up doing what you did and then finding out one day that it, actually it mattered to people a couple of generations younger. Okay, enough about the age. It's Boss Employee Exchange Day. Good luck. I think it was a movie called Trading Places, Eddie Murphy. And uh, yes, years ago. Tomorrow, Tuesday, September 14th, it's National Hug Your Hound Day. Does anybody... Claire, do you have a hound? Yes. I will be hugging all the hounds. Yes. <laughs> there you go. And they're going to hound you to hug them. It's also na National Ants on a Log Day. Ooh, I think we'll pass on that one. It's Coloring Day. It's Creamful Donut Day. Brad, what's your favorite flavor of donut? Oh, wow. Uh, anything with, with uh, jam in it. Anything with jam. Okay. I think that's for the new year. Don't we have uh, jelly donuts for the Jewish New Year? That's a celebration yes. treat. Uh, any donuts in your life? Rhonda? Anything with chocolate, Bavarian chocolate. I'm a chocolate girl. So anything with chocolate, that's me. Cream filled, but we've already rubbed Bavarian chocolate cream filled donut for her. It's also Eat a Hoagie Day and it's Live Creative Day. So tomorrow, I want all of you to just wake up and say, I'm going to live creative. We sh they should have made it today because it's my show. Wednesday is National Felt Hat Day. Does anybody wear felt hats anymore? <laughs> 
Don't ask me who made up this calendar, but people use it, okay? It's International <laughs> Dot Day. Dot. Let's leave that one alone. It's Make a Hat Day. If you don't have a felt day, a felt hat, make a hat. It's Cheese Toast Day. Okay, Rhonda, cheese toast? Cheese yeah. toast. I'm down for the cheese toast. You look like somebody who would. Claire, what do you think? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I'm big on cheese, cheese toast with my peanut butter. Sure. <laughs> you just killed the show. Brad, what about you? Cheese <laughs> yes. toast day? Brad? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Okay. I've, I just bought a new stove. People ask me, why did you buy a new stove? And I say, because the old oven was dirty. I think that's pretty right. <laughs> I bought a stove that, that I'm going to connect to Wi-Fi, and it has an air fryer inside a big tray. I'm air frying everything. It has a griddle on top of cast iron that's so heavy, you need two people to lift it up and put it in the sink, so I haven't used it to grill on yet. It's got a big oval burner in the middle that fits the size of the griddle that goes on top. It's got a double burner on the right side where there's an outside ring and an inside ring, and you can turn on one or the other depending on if you want to superheat water or cook something really fast. And it's absolutely gorgeous, and you, you press a dial and you turn for the timer. Everything is a dial, a push and a turn, and start and stop. It, it's just, it's fabulous. So this is my treat to myself this year. But anyway, why was I telling you that? Because I'm using a uh, low-carb, I learned a lot of recipes on TikTok, never thought I would, but I did. And I'm buying the uh, the uh, they're, they're the the discs that are uh, like um, taco shells, but they have low carb versions that are the tomato. They're made with tomato. Some of them are uh, cauliflower. They taste pretty good, and some of them are spinach flavored. And you load them up with provolone cheese. You put it in a hot frying pan, and you turn it over so that you don't need any oil or grease, that the cheese melts into the, the round. And then you flip it back mm -hmm. up and you put scrambled eggs in it or ham or bacon or, or shrimp or anything you like, and then you fold it in half and press it down with a spatula on a hot pan. Or I'm doing air fry shrimp dipped in panko crumbs in the air fryer basket in inside of the stove. So I'm learning mm -hmm. to cook in whole new ways, and having a new stove that has a clean oven is very, very helpful. We'll leave that one alone. It's also creme de menthe day. I'm going to need one of those by the time I finish celebrating all these other things on Wednesday. It's double cheeseburger day. Anybody eat double cheeseburgers? I like double cheeseburgers. Brad, double cheeseburgers in your life? No, no. I gave up red meat about 30 years ago, so it would have to be a double turkey burger. I might do that. Linguini Day, and it's also Arab Yom Kippur for those of us who are fasting for the Day of Atonement in the Jewish religion. Thursday is National Collect Rocks Day. It's Choose Your Chocolate Day. Ah, what chocolate are you going to choose? Claire Ballard. Definitely milk chocolate. Milk chocolate. Rhonda, what chocolate are you going to choose? Dark chocolate. Me too. Brad, what chocolate? What's your flavor? Yeah, I'd go for milk as well. You would. Okay, you can have the Hershey's. Rhonda and I'll go for the, go for the Ghirardelli, the higher other, other ones. Uh, it's Cinnamon Raisin Bread Day. Oh, I gave up bread a couple about a month ago, but do I miss Cinnamon Raisin Bread? It's Guacamole Day. Guacamole. Mole. It's Paw Paw Day, Play-Doh Day, and Tattoo Story Day. Can I ask, does anybody have a tattoo you want to talk about? I have no tattoo on my lower back. It's a... Uh... Phoenix. I like phoenixes because they keep rising from the ashes no matter what. You go. I like that. Brad, any tattoos? You Are do any of your explorers or your people in your audacious book, Brad, have tattoos you're aware of? Um, not that I'm aware of, actually. No, no. Did you so. see the way he looked at me? It's like, Brad, seriously, you're going to do that? Friday, we're almost out of time here. Friday is National Grenache Day. Grenache is Spanish grapes they use for wine. Grenache. There's another name for them. It's Apple Dumpling Day. I think I've been called that once in my life. It's Monte Cristo Sandwich Day. Anybody have Monte Cristo? 
It's with ham and cheese, and and on, uh, you grill the whole thing. Look it up, Monte Cristo's ham. It's Pet Bird Day, Claire. I know you're big we'll on dogs. Have to expand into yeah, birds. You, you have to. It's Professional House Cleaners Day, and it's Times Up Day. I don't know Times Up for what. Let's get through this quickly. Saturday, da 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 da. No, it's not Jaws. It's <laughs> National Batman Day. I had the wrong song. Batman. It's Hug a Greeting Card Writer Day. Does anybody know anybody who writes greeting cards? Hallmark cards or shoebox cards. Well, if you find them, you got to hug them. It's Eat an Apple Day. Locate an old friend day. You got to go on Facebook and find old mm-hmm. friends, maybe. Cheeseburger Day. It was double cheeseburger day on Tuesday. On Friday, it's single cheeseburger day. Rhonda, I hope I didn't mess that up for you. Cleanup Day. First Love Day. Anybody remember their first love? Sure. Sure. Yeah. Brad, do you remember yours? Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, I heard it. I never knew Brad like this. Claire, first love, remember? Absolutely. Yeah, Rhonda? I do. Only in the third grade. I still remember him. Yep, and I remember Bobby, summer summer house, next door neighbor, and we had a lot of fun going sailing. Very innocent. That was before the age of discovery, but anyway, it, we were just really good friends, and it felt really good. Okay, Gymnastics Day, Respect Day, and it's Rice Krispies Treat Day on Saturday. Sunday, this is weird. It's National, Brad, this is for you, National Meow, meow Like a Pirate Day because pirates... I know you, you studied with the explorers. <laughs> pirates had cats and cats meowed. It's also talk like a pirate day. And, oh, it's wife appreciation day. Brad, hmm. you've been put on notice. Okay. <laughs> wife appreciation day. If anybody else has a wife, you can appreciate her also. And Monday next week, before I go on the air, people will be already celebrating this. I'm positive. National Pepperoni Pizza Day. Anybody like pepperoni pizza? Claire? Not sure. Not pepperoni, but I'll take regular pizza. Okay. There's some really good, um, there's a brand I buy before I gave up bread a couple weeks ago, uh, a smart something brand that has a little bits of mozzarella and fresh uh, grape tomatoes cut in half on top of the pizza. Really good. And spinach pizza. Hard to find, but they're good. It's also, um, let's see, Monday, pepperoni pizza day, punch. Anybody have a punch bowl still? A punch bowl where you put in... I don't know if young people know what punch is. You take a lot of fruit juices and you pour in something fizzy like yeah. ginger ale, and yeah, you pour. So then, then you sneak a bottle of something from behind the gym and you pour it in so that all the kids get you know at the prom. We'll leave that one alone. It's queso day, and in Japan, it's respect for the ages day. We have about. I have been ignoring Josh. He's probably telling me we got two minutes to close. So what I'd like to do is have you each tell us where we can find. I've had such a good time. Thank you all for indulging my my sense of humor today. I've been just feeling. Really Really, really happy. Let's go around the table. Brad, where can people find you and more about your book? Brad? Sure. Um, my uh, website, oh, that's why it's like there is one. It's www.extremedecisions.com and extreme and decisions has a dash between the two. And it, not an underscore, but a regular old fashioned dash that goes in the middle right. of the letters. Extreme, E X T R E M E dash decisions.com. Thank you. And- Rhonda, where can people find you? If you just put in Goddess Rhonda, my YouTube channel will come up. My website will come up. You can find my book, You Are Not Broken, on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. But if you just stick in Goddess Rhonda, everything about me will pretty much come up. G-O-D-D-E-S-S-R-H-O-N-D-A. Goddess Rhonda. Got it. Claire Ballard, where can people find you? Absolutely. You can find out more at happygohealthypets.com. H-A-P-P-Y-G-O-H-E-A-L-T-H-Y-P-E-T-S. Did I get it right? 
That's right. Happy go healthy. Yeah, the brain's still working. I want to thank, stick around all of you for just a couple minutes. I didn't take pictures before. I want to say thank you to Facebook, whoever watched or didn't watch. I hope you'll see the video on demand. I'm going to send you all the the replay link. I want to appreciate you. And everybody say thank you, Josh, to my engineer. One, two, three. Thank Thank you, you, Josh. Josh. There you go. 30 seconds to go. I'm Radio Red. This has been so much fun. Those of you celebrating the new year, I'm wishing you another day, another year of good health, good heart in the book of life. And I will see you all on the other side next Monday here on Read My Lips, Cool Conversations with Creatives. Radio Red signing off. Everybody wave goodbye. Bye-bye. Stick around. Bye. Thanks again for tuning in to Read My Lips Radio presented by the Voice America Variety Channel. Tweet your questions and comments to at Radio Red 777. Join host, a.k.a. Radio Red, again next Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We wish you a positively cool, creative week.